from the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch. This is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every week. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Features Editor at the Dispatch, and today I'm joined by my colleague, movie writer, Terry Mikesell. We tackle a lot of big, important topics on this podcast. We've had author Amber Tamblin talk about the Me Too movement. We've talked to an astronaut and an opera singer. This is highfalutin stuff. And we've talked to some big names, too. John Cusack and William Shatner, just to name a couple of recent ones. But today, we're taking things to another dimension. I'm not referring to the Arnold Sports Festival, which does continue through Sunday at the Greater Columbus Convention Center and Ohio Expo Center and other locations. Although, if you compare biceps with some of the participants there, it's pretty out of this world. No, and I'm not referring to the dogs who will be walking the catwalk. Wait, what? as part of a doggy fashion show at Going, Going, Gone to the Dogs Gala to raise money for Rescued Ohio, which finds homes for unwanted canines. No, I'm talking about the Cat Video Fest 2019. That's right. Back away from your phone or your computer screen and head to the Gateway Film Center on High Street on Sunday, March 10th, or over to the Marcus Pickerington Theater the following day. Will Braden, the curator of the festival, watches up to 18,000 cat videos to create the reel of a little more than 100 films for the festival, which benefits two local cat charities, and he was kind enough to spend some time before the event to speak with Terry. Take it away, guys. All right. Thanks for being on the podcast, Will. So your background in films, you have a short film series about Henri, your cat. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, this, it came about really, like most things, by, from procrastination and last-minute panic. I was in film school, and I had an assignment to do a profile of someone, a video profile. And I had just waited way too long, and I, I didn't know how I was going to finish it. And I thought, well, I've got a cat here. Uh, maybe I could do a profile of this cat. And if, if I parody some of these French New Wave films, if I, if I do it, if I make it funny enough, maybe they won't notice I didn't really follow the assignment. And, yeah. and it worked. I got an A. And then I just sort of kept making a few more, and it got popular. And right around the time where one of them went viral, it was the first Internet Cat Video Festival, the mm-hmm. earlier incarnation of this. This was in 2012. And I ended up winning the Golden Kitty Award there and sort of sunk my claws into it. And I thought, this is something I want to be a part of for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, you can still see these on YouTube, and they have millions of views, right? Yeah, I think right now are maybe 25, 30 million views for all of them. Wow. And uh, it's really gratifying that a lot of people get a kick out of it. Uh, because, you know, that's the whole point of it was just how weird and philosophical and morose can I make this character mm-hmm. for the sake of comedy. So right. <laughs> I'm glad people like it. So the, the Cat Video Festival 2019 will be coming to, to the Gateway Film Center on March 10th. How long have you been doing the festival now? I've been in charge of it now for a few years in terms of front and back, uh, in terms of running the business as well as making the reel. But for the last few years before that, the Walker Art Center in Minneapolis was still in charge. I was curating the reel for them. So I was still choosing the the videos and doing all the editing and music and whatnot. But they were in charge of sort of booking events and things like that. And so it's been since 2016 that I've been in charge. But this year has been sort of a a big leap forward because we have a legitimate film distribution uh, through Oscilloscope, who's our partner. So Mm -hmm. we're actually have gone, we're we're up to about 150 different 
cities this year. So it's, it's a big, big expansion, and it means a lot more money raised for cats in need, and it means a lot more, mm-hmm. a lot more laughs, <laughs> a lot more eyes that we're in front of. You recall how many theaters you were in for the first year? The first year that I was in charge, I think, well, maybe uh, maybe only 30 or 35. When the Walker was in charge of it, I'm not sure, because I wasn't really hosting every show by a long shot, and so they may have been doing more or less. But, yeah, this is a big leap forward. Right. Do you know where the idea for the festival originated? Yeah, I think <laughs> Scott Stoolin and Katie Hill, who worked for the Walker Arts Center, I think they were doing what a lot of people do, which is they were watching cat videos instead of working. <laughs> and then they thought to themselves, well, you know, we actually have a platform for this. They have they had a, a, a program called Open Field where they used this great outdoor space that's at the Walker Arts Center and, and put on events there. And they thought, maybe we could turn this in our favor. We could, you know, turn this into a real program and then we could actually, you know, officially be watching cat videos. Mm-hmm. And I think they thought this could be something fun to do. And it just kind of was like a snowball rolling down a hill. It started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and by the end you know they thought boy we might have actually you know a thousand people show up to this thing and it turned out about eleven thousand people wow (laughs) it was huge so how do you get your cat footage well, so as it is now, I mean, we have a submissions page on the website, and we get a lot of submissions. And there's some really amazing stuff that people submit, and there's a lot of things in the reel that no one's ever seen before because people have just submitted them to us before even, you know, putting them on YouTube or Facebook or anywhere. And then there's a lot of times where things have just have gone viral, and, I, you know, over the course of the year, I find them. I find a lot of things on Reddit, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, things like that. I look through between 15 and 18. 18,000 videos every year and to call it down to a little over 100 to wow. put into the reel each year. Yeah, It's a tough job, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking for in cat footage? How do you curate the, the festival? Well, there's a few things that I definitely keep in mind. One is that there's a certain kind of video that I think is what people think of at, when you say cat videos. I refer to it as sort of the America's Funniest Home Video video. You know, it's just someone happened to be filming their cat and something silly happens and it's, you know, just sort of an accidental funny moment. There's a lot of that in the reel and we all love those things. But if I were to put together 75 minutes of just those videos, it would be a weird feeling to watch them. And I feel like people would come away from it going, well, I could have just watched 70 minutes in succession on my laptop. What's the point? So I make a point to find music videos, animated videos, short films, little mini sort of documentaries. There's got to be some variety to it and there has to be some variety in the pacing of it so that it feels like when people leave they go okay this was a curated specific edited experience rather than just a whole crap load of cat videos in a row (laughs) because you know there has to be some reason other than just the social aspect and the charitable aspect why we're going to see this in a theater Mm -hmm. there has to be some surprises so I try to find that variation too right so what is it exactly about cat videos that grabs people yeah I mean, it's a fair question. I mean, on the surface, I feel like everyone's got cats and everyone's got a camera in their pocket. So there's going to be a lot of cat videos. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why there's so many. But the reason why they're so popular, I think, is because we love cats, but we also love to see them kind of get taken down a peg. <laughs> you know, the cats are so sort of aloof and, and graceful, We so that when they make a mistake or try to jump on something and fall, we like to chuckle about it. You know, it's that old comedy axiom where if somebody slips and falls in a puddle, it's funnier if they're wearing a tuxedo. Right. And 
that's sort of why I think so many of the cat videos work. But also I think that cats have this sort of imperious kind of way about them, and there's something about that that begs us to ascribe human traits to them. And we do it without even noticing it. And of course that's going to get taken into video form. There's so many times where you see people and they just get sort of go, oh, my cat's mad at me because I did this or that. And you think, no, it's not. It doesn't understand what you're talking about. Right. You know, your cat's not jealous of this or that. Like, they have very basic animal emotions, but we like to pretend that they're little people in, in cat form. Mm-hmm. So of course that's going to lend itself to, you know, little characters and, and, and things like that. Look at the success of Grumpy cat whose only real claim to fame is that it looks like it's frowning you know yeah <laughs> and then from all of that you people you ascribe all of these other things so and also there's another sort of meta aspect to it which is that people with dogs can take their dogs everywhere and cat owners don't really have that there's no take your cat to work day there's you know, so there aren't any cat parks for you to socialize with other cats. So the internet has become sort of a, a de facto virtual cat park for mm-hmm. people to sort of share pictures and videos. And, and part of the success of Cat Video Fest is that as well, is that you get to go to a theater with a whole bunch of people that are like-minded and you share photos of your cats on your phone. And the amount of times where I've people come up to me after the reel and have seen some particular weird video and gone, my cat does that too. I thought I was the only one. I so the social aspect of it is a big part of why sure. it's, it's successful. How do you persuade your friends who are dog lovers to come see a cat video festival? Well, I tell people, you know, beyond okay, the first most popular question I get is how many videos do you look at or how do you find the videos? And then the next one is, do you hate dogs? <laughs> and I always tell people, I love dogs. I'm just too lazy. You know, I think there's a lot of cat lovers out there who love dogs, but the idea of just having to get up early and walk them and have to make sure you get home from work fast enough to take them out, it, it's rough. You know, it's much easier to have a cat where they're sort of mostly sort of in charge of their own sort of being most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I love dogs, and there are, believe me, a lot of dogs in the real for Cat Video Fest because there's a lot of fun to be had with cats and dogs interacting and specifically dogs with puppies and other things like that so i'm sure there's at least i can't swear to it but there's at least 10 to 12 dogs Mm -hmm. in the real so i would say if you're a dog lover come to this and the more success that cat video fest has the better chance that next year there'll be dog video fest coming to columbus as well is the dog the straight man? Yes, that's the thing too. People have asked me, you know, why don't you do dog video fest as well? And I say it's just it's much harder to find the, the enough videos because if a cat falls off a chair, we go, ha ha, that's funny. If a dog falls off a chair, we go, oh my god, is it all right? Is he okay? Because the kind of videos that we like for cats are cats getting their comeuppance right. for the most part, cats failing at something or falling off something. For dogs, we we don't want to see that. Dogs are so loyal and obedient, we don't want to see them fail. So it has to dog videos. That are funny have them doing something interesting or, or weird or, or noble or so it's an odd juxtaposition so yeah. the dogs that are in the cat videos you're absolutely right are, for the most part are, are the straight guy <laughs> the straight man and the cats are doing the weird one how many cats do you have i have only one cat 
yeah, Henry, who portrays Henri in the videos, is actually a family cat. So I see him all the time, but he doesn't live with me. I only have one. It's just because it's just me and my wife in an apartment. And, you know, hopefully sometime in the future, we'll have some kids in a big house and then we'll populate it with more cats. But right now, only one is one is enough, especially right. since my cat, Nin, is, she's half Bengal and <laughs> runs around like crazy and yeah. knocks everything off the shelf. She's so, enough to deal with. <laughs> so the event helps local cat organizations. How does that work? Yeah, every place that we go, we find a, a local partner. And the one in Columbus, I believe it's Cat Care something. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm blanking on it right now, but they do, it's a local organization and, and shelter, and they do spay and neuter, and they work with feral cats and rescue and adoption and things like that. They're great. And we also have this show in uh, Pickering that also benefits them as well. Everywhere that we go, we partner with a local shelter or a local animal welfare organization. So it's, we're very purposefully keeping things local because there are great organizations that are giant nationwide organizations. You know, ASPCA is one of them. But every place that you go in the United States, some things are more important than others. There are some parts, there are some regions where feral cats are a, a huge issue. And then there's some reasons where, regions where feral cats are just not a, a big deal. And it's more about adoption. And sometimes it's spay and neutering affordable for making spay and neutering affordable for low-income families. So we decide that everywhere that we go, a portion of ticket sales goes to a local organization or shelter. And also they're encouraged to and almost always have a presence at the show. So they'll have a table there and can give out information, sign up volunteers, things like that. And sometimes if the theaters are really cool with it, there'll actually be cats there that are up for adoption that people can meet and play with and things like that. So that's a huge component of this. It's a huge part of all of this. Is that it feels like that's really the purpose of all of this because yes, it's great to watch some cat videos and have a laugh and it's enjoyable, but there has to be some kind of purpose behind it. So right. yeah, this year with our expansion, it's really, really great because we can have a dollar figure in mind for the end of this year, which is $200,000. And if we can hit that, it would be absolutely fantastic and only more in the future. Right. Well, listen, Will Braden, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614.